Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. got 25 more minutes right here of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim and Fred and Chris, we're in studio in Tupelo, Mississippi, and in Kansas City, Kansas, is our buddy and partner and colleague, Dr. Ray Pritchard, and he reports that the weather whiplash, is it going on right now outside? Right now, it is 70 degrees, but you know how you can see the clouds rolling yep, in? Yep. You can see the front. It's going to hit you guys tomorrow, I guess. It's, yes. it's it's just about to Kansas City right now. Yeah, I've already checked the weather for tomorrow. It's 72 here, so there will be a tea time. And then Saturday. <laughs> huh? Then Saturday. There won't, needs, and then there won't be. Do I need to buy bread be. milk? <laughs> no uh, snow yet. No. Okay. But the high in uh, Tupelo... Friday is a Saturday is 51 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is being experienced by everybody listening to me almost, uh, as Ray is experiencing is it's that cold front moving, across, which is going to drop temperatures by 25 degrees or more. Gonna be uh, chilly. So oh, yeah, it's um, coming. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, get uh, your golf in today. That's folks. <laughs> what I'm saying. Got a one more, one or two more before the spring, probably. Although I will say this, um, you know, in the South, you you can have you can have sixties in December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in nineteen ninety eight, my high school's football team was playing in the state championship game in in uh, Jackson. Go Panthers! And uh, our band, I was in the marching band because I was I was too good an athlete, uh, so I was in the marching band, and uh, we played Christmas carols uh, for the halftime show, and it was like seventy five. In December. Oh, in oh, December. really? In December. You remember that day? Yes. What were the Christmas carols y'all played? Chris? Oh, you know, like Winter Wonderland and all these non-cold, uh, you know, the cold weather songs that we were baking in our wool band uniforms did, performing. Did, did, did the team win? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Oh, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you, the Hall family, they know more about football than most people will ever know. <laughs> ever forget. Yeah. All right, so uh, go ahead, Chris. What's your next story? Here? Let's go out west for a moment and uh, get into the Arizona race for governor. I'm looking at uh, results here. These are from Fox. Other websites have similar numbers, uh, but Fox has Katie Hobbs, the Democrat, with a slight edge over Carrie Lake. But Carrie Lake maintains as more votes come in and are going to be counted, she will end up being elected the next governor of the great state of Arizona. And what's interesting about this is last night on Tucker Carlson's program, Carrie Lake said when she is elected, she is going to make changes to the election process so that Arizonans and other Americans are not having to sit around to find out what's going to happen for days. Clip seven. I want all Democrats, independents, and Republicans to trust in the system. And when I win, and trust me, we will win this, this is going to be top of my agenda. Day one, I'm going to take my hand off the Bible. We're issuing a declaration of invasion at the border. And I'm getting my lawmakers, I'm getting the legislators to a special session to change our elections so that they are fair, honest, and transparent. And we get rid of those machines that are not reliable. And and really, um, obviously, we saw what kind of problems they can cause. Yeah, they've got a couple of problems. In Arizona... If you have a mail-in ballot, you can mail it in the day of the election. 
so what genius thought of that? I have no idea. I have no idea, but that's part of the problem at this moment. They have only, uh, they're still almost over 25% of the ballots have not been counted over 25%. That's why. And Carrie Lake says a lot of those, she's very confident. There's only 13,000 votes between Lake and Hobbs at the moment. Uh, yeah. Carrie Lake has really closed the gap. She's really closed the gap. Yeah. There is a Republican governor right now mm-hmm. of Arizona. So this yes. he couldn't run term limited term limited out. Uh, Ducey, Ducey, I think yeah. is his name. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's one of the ones sending busloads of uh, illegal immigrants who want to go from Arizona to mm-hmm. yeah. D.C. and New York. Mm. So uh, but um they have a serious problem, ser- extremely serious problem in Arizona and Texas with the uh, just thousands of people every day coming across the uh, southern border from all over the world now. They're coming from all over the world yeah. to enter America um, illegally and then and then go wherever they want to go. And, you know, it's uh, well, that's been reported on. Mm-hmm. But. I don't think enough Americans care about that yet. Maybe they will one day. Uh, a lot of people do, but I don't think enough Americans care about. But you do if you live on the if you live in a border state like Arizona. She said she's going to declare emer- an a, an invasion emergency. Now, yeah. if she's elected and she gets sworn in in January, that's going that's immediately butting heads with uh, Biden because Biden doesn't want anybody to. St- he doesn't. Biden doesn't want anything to stop people from coming here illegally. Right. Yeah. And so, to, and to your point, the uh, former governor Ducey, remember, he's the one that uh, tried to close a gap along the border right, with those but, containers. Yes. The the uh, like the train shipping containers. Shipping shipping containers. containers. And the Biden administration said you can't do that. Now all the man is trying to do is stop this flow of illegal immigrants. Right. And Biden says you can't do that. Right. Right. So. Uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum, and maybe it'll maybe uh, Biden and the Democrats will have to pay a price two years from now on this, and they may be paying a price at least locally in Arizona. If you if you elect her, then that would have to be a big issue in Arizona where people are going. You know, we've got to get uh, there. Thousands of people flowing over every day into our state. I don't know if it's that many. I, I would I think it is. Uh, hundreds at least thousands they pile up uh coming over that somebody needs to stop this uh, and get this under control or we don't we don't have a border and she's saying carrie lake that i'm going to do that as governor you know the other thing and and a lot of people are starting to to speak openly about this that every state in the union now is a border state and that's what what the reason they're saying this is the fentanyl it's not just people it's the fentanyl. Yeah, what is going on there with with that? That's that's now an epidemic, isn't it? Right? You know about this? Drug originated, I believe, in China. Chinese uh, uh, syndicate is that the right word? They're the, really the ones producing this. Uh, I may be the most highly addictive drug ever, yes. and you get on it, it is so hard to get off, and it has been flowing in uh, like a river through our southern bo- border. And people get hooked on that, addicted to it. They die from it. It's a it's a true national emergency, Tim. And uh, 
until we secure the border. I'm not saying that's going to stop it, right? But we can't even slow it down until right. we secure the, the drug border. cartels are just basically it's, walking into our country. It's right? coming in by the tons. They've compared it. The border control people have compared it. In the days of Donald Trump, when he was president, there was a trickle of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming in by the tons. And we had the warning uh, just in the last month or so that these cartel people started to package these fentanyl pills to look like candy. Mm. And there was real concern just prior to Halloween that right. that some people would maybe unwittingly handing out this stuff because they put it actually put it in candy packages. And it's killing of hundreds of kids, they say, every month. Mm. Well, you say it's extremely addictive, Ray? Yeah, and uh, and as as Fred said, it's coming in by the ton, right? So it's it, it's in that sense. It doesn't matter whether you're in North Dakota or whether you're down in Arizona. Both states are now border states, and and Kentucky is a border state, and North Carolina is a border state because it's it's all across America. Yeah. It's devastating. Hmm. All right, Chris. Next story. Um, well, let's uh, let's go over to Miami for a second. Uh, let me set this up a little bit, though. Uh, Jen Psaki and some other Democrats uh, seem to think that Spanish language media disinformation, Spanish language media disinformation, Which I wouldn't recognize. <laughs> I, I I don't I wouldn't either. Uh, but uh, Jen Psaki and these folks. Um, they seem to think Spanish-language media disinformation helped Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio and all those other Republicans win so handily uh, in Florida. And I've got some reaction to this from the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez. He was on Fox & Friends earlier today, clip 11. Democrats are in denial. Um, they're in denial because they first tried to brand all Hispanics as Latinx. That didn't work. People don't like it. Uh, then they tried to go nuance, and, and the you know president's, uh, the first lady said, you know, that we're as unique as San Antonio tacos. That also didn't work uh, and obviously offended people. Uh, and now they're trying to come up with more excuses as to why Republicans keep gaining with Hispanics. It's not just big for Miami-Dade County or for Florida. It's big for the United States. It's a template for success for Republican elections for a generation national. And I think if we continue to communicate and connect with Hispanics, um, it could mean a tremendous amount uh, in terms of, uh, you know, not just winning elections, but creating prosperity for a country and governing uh, through the principles that have, uh, you know, that are the basis of Republican uh, elected officials and Republican politics. Hey, listen to this. Uh, That's interesting because uh, there is a seems to be a change going on in the Hispanic community. They're they're not a monolithic voting bloc. anymore they used to be heavily democrat now it's i don't know what it is 60 40 democrat uh still most hispanics vote for democrats over republicans but the the gap is closing i think that's what the gentleman is saying there i was just looking at an article here speaking of what happened on tuesday night or tuesday Mm -hmm. just listen to this this is from uh breitbart uh, and they say, according to, um, I'll just read the first paragraph. Republicans have won nearly 6 million more votes nationwide in races for the House of Representatives, okay. but have flipped relatively few seats. And they say that there were a lot of narrowly won races by the Democrats. 
Now, the Republicans are, despite Biden taking a, quote, victory lap, the Republicans are, are still going to flip the House of Representatives. I mean, it's, I don't know how you take a victory lap over that, except you say, <laughs> you know, we didn't lose 49 nothing. We only lost 24 to 3. I mean, so yay, yay for our team. That seems to be what's going on here. Yeah. But, but, I, but, but what I'm saying is that, uh, listen to this, uh, Republicans won 50 million votes or 52.3% of the vote uh, compared to 44 million for the Democrats or 46.2% of the vote on Tuesday. So, uh, you always, you, you know, when you have something like this, you, you, you need to wait a few days for the analytics to come out so you can see right. exactly what, what happened. So the Republicans overall across America had 6 million more, 6 million more people vote for them, which if you're a Republican, you got to feel good about that. Well, it is a good sign. Republicans were highly motivated. Um, but there is, there's stuff going on. This, this vote by mail, this early vote by mail stuff, the Democrats have perfected that they, they really learned how to do it during the, the pandemic. Right. And they put it to good use here in the midterms. Republicans yeah, way behind. And the, I think a couple of the the, the uh, redistricting mm-hmm. and all, all states and and parties try to do this to their advantage. I mean, and but I think a lot of a lot of districts are now red or blue with with a not a, not very many percentage wise of the 435 house seats that are in play. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on a, on a, on a every two year basis where you have a, sort of a, maybe a 50, 50 Republican Democrat constituency. Um, so, uh, I think also what happened in Pennsylvania is that, uh, you know, you wonder <clears throat> exactly how did Fetterman win, uh, after he, you know, did so poorly in that debate with, uh, Dr. Oz, you know, when the man could hardly speak. And because of his, his stroke, uh, mm-hmm. what happened with his stroke, he's, he, he's had, we all see that if you've watched that, if you wonder how can a guy like that win under in that kind of condition? Well, uh, a lot of people I think voted, you know what? I'm going to say that. And I don't know that to be true. So I better hold off. I'm, I suspect I'll just play this. I, I'm wondering, and I suspect, and maybe Chris Woodward, our reporter man, can check this out. Uh, maybe not now. If you can now, I want to know: Was early voting available to Pennsylvanians before the debate? That's what I want to know. Yes. The you know the answer to that. There were 1.4 million absentee ballots sent out. Okay. Well, what I would say would be, you know, because post debate they showed Dr. Oz ahead by two or three points. Yes. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. But then. The vote, if you believe the vote, turned out to be in favor of Fetterman by one point, right? Mm-hmm. Was it one or two? Or something like that. Anyway, the point is, if you uh, voted prior to the debate for Fetterman, if in fact you're an independent voter, and then you said, "Whoa, just a minute, I don't, I want to change that." This this fella clearly is incapable of, you know, he's he's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanted to change your vote, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. So you've already voted prior. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder how many of those votes, and I would guess most all of them are Democrat, mm-hmm. probably the vast majority of them are Democrat. 
votes uh, were cast even before the before the election. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that may explain why Dr. Oz lost, despite the fact that he had a slight lead in the polls. Yes. Again, if you believe the polls. And Ray, polling. That's is, another problem, isn't we it? Don't, nobody has landlines anymore. Right. right. How do you poll people exactly? Look, if you call my cell phone and I don't recognize right. the number, I am probably not going to answer the phone. Right. Right. If I'm not expecting your call and I don't recognize the number, in the old days, we would always answer the landline because you didn't know who was calling anyway, right? So (laughs) cell phones have changed that whole dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, Tim, if part of it up in Pennsylvania is what we used to call, and maybe still do, the yellow dog Democrats or the blue dog Democrats, you know, that said, I'd vote Democrat if they were running a blue dog or a yellow dog, you know, that some people, they weren't, they just didn't care. They were they were so Democrat in their mindset they were going to vote no matter. Fetterman's struggles didn't bother them at all. And then one wonders too was uh, was was Dr. Oz absolutely the best person the Republicans could have put up in Pennsylvania? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I well. don't think so. Uh, I didn't know much about Dr. Oz except I knew who he was because he was like on TV for all those years and. You know, he was uh, Oprah Winfrey uh, built him up. Right. She made him famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like she did Dr. Phil, who I get confused with on the phone sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sound like. Tell, I can, I I've can been told that. that numerous times. You sound like Dr. Phil. Anyway, I don't know whether, how to take that exactly. Do I say, well, thank you very much? Or do I, Bless uh, your heart. Anyway, so anyway. The point is that uh, Fetterman, uh, Dr. Oz was not the best candidate. He had no proven record as a conservative. Yeah. So that had a lot of people weren't excited about that. And he was parachuted in from New Jersey. Yeah. Right. yeah that was, was an a, issue he here. Was viewed as car- issue. He was viewed right. as a carpetbagger. Yeah. So uh, and I don't know why President Trump jumped on his train or, or uh, jumped in to support him. They didn't. I don't know. I don't know what the connection there was. Because show bit, show because bit. the gentleman that that was uh, running against Oz McCormick, McCormick, he was more of a conservative than than Oz, the yes. Doctor Oz, with a proven track record. Yes, who and he probably would have won. Yeah, yep. because that. But when you when you uh, frame somebody as a outsider, Ray, right, that's right. pretty strong. That's pretty strong, right? You say if you say if somebody runs for, you know, it uh, doesn't matter what the you know if no Raymond is that there he's not one of us yes right yes he's, he's not the, his home's in New Jersey for goodness sake where are you sakes. from you're not from around here there was right. a moment the during um there was a moment during the debate where Oz kept trying to compare Fetterman to Bernie Sanders and saying you're going to be the next Bernie Sanders to which to his credit I believe. Fetterman then uh, turns it around and says, look, if you care that much about Bernie Sanders, why don't you pretend to move to Vermont and run against him? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. That's a, he dunked on him right yeah. there. Yes. Good. So, so, but despite all that, Dr. Oz almost won. Right. I mean, it was still razor thin, right? But it makes you think that, uh, what was the other gentleman's name? Uh, McCormick? McCormick, yes. McCormick, he, he, yeah. he probably would have won. But uh, and that's a situation where President Trump jumped in and supported Oz for 
some you some know Doc Ross has had huge and has huge name recognition. Oh yeah, yes, all over the country had that show on for years and doing giving his advice and all that. Right. I think maybe they thought the suburban women listened to the show and that was going to help him, but and they probably did help to some degree. But these other factors, <clears throat> you uh, you know, you mentioned Oprah Winfrey a moment ago. She was a good friend of Doctor Oz. Mm-hmm. But in the last two or three days before voting day, uh, she endorsed Fetterman. Yeah, Ooh. she's a lefty. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, but I wonder how, how much of an impact yeah. that had. I, that had, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Next story, Chris. You got any stories left over there? Because we got four minutes, Chris. We do, yes. What do um, you got next? Well, um, some of the people, uh, we mentioned uh, John James earlier, the representative-elect from uh, Michigan. Michigan. Uh, he is a uh, military, former military guy uh, who has uh, run for office a couple of times, finally is on his way to uh, Washington there, uh, also got a business background. Uh, but out west, um, we have a Navy SEAL that flipped a congressional seat uh, in Arizona. The guy's name is Eli Crane, uh, defeated a, a Democratic incumbent there. So a military guy flipping a seat at a time when Republicans are trying to right. um, push national security foreign policy matters on uh, people and so uh, that that's somebody I think we've not talked about. What's his name? About. Eli Crane. So he, a, he's a Republican Navy mm-hmm. SEAL, and he beat a incumbent Democrat. Yes. Okay. I'm going to share the um, link on our Facebook page here. He defeated uh, Representative Tom O'Halloran in Arizona's second congressional district, a key pickup for Republicans, according to the Hill, which is not exactly right leaning. Fred, yeah. what are you looking at? I'm looking at Nevada, and uh, right now the Republican in Nevada, and we're paying a lot of attention to these Arizona, Laxalt. Nevada, Laxalt. Uh He's up um, over 100, uh, oh, pardon me, about 50,000 votes over Catherine Cortez Masto, who is the incumbent Democrat there. What percentage of votes are in? Almost 85%. Okay. He's up, uh, up how much? About 50,000 votes. Wow. They're going to have results in by Thanksgiving no, of 23. I, I take that back. No, I take that back. It is, uh, he's up by about 16,000 votes. That's changed just in the last couple of hours. That's gotten closer, hasn't it? Yeah. But it we'll see. Well, that should be, the counting may be over today. Well, 85% of the reporting, I don't know if Nevada's got some of the Arizona counting problems. Whatever they're up to. They've got a big governor's race out there, too, where it looks like a Republican is uh, possibly going to unseat the Democrat. Well, I think in Nevada, they do, uh, they report the the voting at the end by by Pony Express. (laughs) So I I think you're going to have to track that and see where where the Pony. One of those saddlebags got lost somewhere along the way. (laughs) What? wonder who could have tampered with these votes. I know. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. The Republicans have to have that one. Yes, that cancels old Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania to count, to keep things fifty fifty. Yes, go, right. our fifty forty nine going into the mm-hmm. special election in Georgia. We talked about earlier between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. Yes. All right. All okay. right. I have one more real quick. Florida might get more uh, a population bump uh, as the New York Post reports. Florida bracing for a new influx of residents after the re-election of Ron DeSantis and Democrats uh, losing to so You know, I, re- I read we're, we're, we're nearly 50,000 New Yorkers in the last year or two have left for Florida. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. I was stunned by that. And they're saying now 
that there'll be even more because uh, the the people in New York uh, elected against soft on crime Democrats, yes. and crime's going to only get continue to get worse. Listen, folks, we hope you have a wonderful day, and keep listening to AFR, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>